Paddle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Paddle Ready. We are glad you're joining us today. We are again in Revelation chapter 14, and I can't exactly remember where we left off, but we're going to kind of kind of go like we always do, start all over a little bit, give some background, and now I think we're going to take off around verse 14. I think that's about where we were. I hope that's not wrong. Um, I'm going to try to find our comments so that we can talk and and answer people as they join us. I'll try to make that quick because I know we don't like to spend a lot of time doing that. So, Laura, go ahead and lead us in. Chapter 14 introduces us to 144,000. Very dedicated people who have not devoured themselves with the mark of the beast that they haven't bought into to the evil one's plan. Uh, God had told them that if they take the mark of the beast, that they will be forever lost. Right? They know that this is a conscious decision to align yourself with the beast and the false prophet and basic Satan, who's behind both. And at the end of that chapter. And what we're going to talk about today, we see that right before we stopped last time, we saw that there was a great judgment where Jesus himself pronounces the judgment Mm -hmm. and that he reaps the harvest and he he separates out those of the earth, those those that have stayed loyal to him and lost their lives most likely because of it and those who have followed the beast and the prophet and and there's a great judgment scene and when i say great not like yay so but like an enormous revelation of what it's going to look like at the end so this is the end of chapter 14 and we're going to start in the end of chapter 14 and talk about that everybody's heard the word armageddon Everybody's mm-hmm. heard that word because even in our pop culture, we make movies and call them Armageddon. When we're talking about cataclysmic end of the world destruction, we mm-hmm. there's a consciousness that that is a thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a biblical reference that the, here's where it comes from. But before we even dive into all that, there's a couple things we should cover first. And just to start it out, I want to say I was listening to an interview actually it's more than one interview this week with famous people and i'm not even going to name the people because it doesn't matter i'm not running down anybody or criticizing anybody but there was an interview with several people this week that i caught and the interviewer would ask them what is the most important thing that you need to know to be successful or what what do you really need to get wrap your mind around in order to be your best self and fulfill whatever dreams you have in your heart and I was kind of shocked by the answer I kind of understand the answer but the answer was for both people that I saw interviewed you have to really know yourself right that was the first you have to really understand yourself and be in tune with yourself and being you know really understand you and that's the key to success and I thought that kind of is a perfect picture of what we're talking about mm-hmm. right here and I'm not saying that you don't need to know yourself or, or take a good look at yourself but what we learn in Revelation as we're having Christ revealed layer by layer mm-hmm. by layer mm-hmm. is how much about him we don't know even as Christians sitting in a church. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if you ask me, which you won't, mm-hmm. what is the most important thing I need to know to have a successful life? I would say you need to know who Christ is. Mm-hmm. You need to understand him and his nature and even as we've talked about some of these things i've said phrases and and you think well yes but you need to understand this part i mean we still do that now the catchphrase right now is is to know your identity right you need to know your identity and how do you represent yourself to the world or what part of you do you show the world it's all about your identity there's a huge focus on that be extremely self-focused and make sure that nobody in your life circle questions those things that you believe about yourself or challenges you in any way. You know what you are, so represent that to the world. And that's kind of like the voice that the the world is speaking with right Mm -hmm. now, and it is the voice of the Antichrist, Mm -hmm. is for you to be all wrapped up in you and Mm -hmm. to fully know you, right? I agree with that. And, and, And that's the opposite, honestly of what we need to do and if we're not careful we even do that in the church mm-hmm. we we will say the same phrases that satan is using in these pa- mm-hmm. you know the way he's having us think about ourselves and what's important mm-hmm. the truth is you'll never know who you are until you know, until you know who he is mm-hmm. and we have i think in the church right now we have like several ideas and in the world we have several ideas of jesus and he's always a two-dimensional 
idea to us. He's always just, he's got one set of personality characteristics. Mm -hmm. And especially as we get into this end scene, and it's sometimes hard to read and hard to comprehend what's going on in these last chapters. Mm -hmm. I think that if you don't know truly that he is more than you understand, He's beyond your understanding. He's not just another human being glorified, mm -mm. but that Jesus Christ not is just the Son prophet. of God. He's not just somebody that was okay to listen to. And he's to. not bound by what human beings are bound by. He's not mm -hmm. understood as human beings are understood. If he was, he wouldn't be God. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree with that. And and we have our purpose of studying this book together so far is to be to be that every week you learn something new about him, mm -hmm. his nature, his characteristics, his power, his thoughts, mm -hmm. and how we can be lined up with where he's lined up. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think identity is a really important issue today. He is not Jesus Christ is the God of love without exception. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is a God of justice. Without exception. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the God who, when He speaks... He means what He says. It never changes. Mm -hmm. There's no going back mm -hmm. from what the Word of God says. People are like, well, what about Jonah? Or what about... You know, people have prayed and mm -hmm. they've had God respond and answer prayers, which He says He will do. But I want you to know that there's also a book of Nahum. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I just want to impact that. So, so God tells Nineveh, you are going to be destroyed for your great sin. And they are. Jonah goes and by the direction of God and preaches to them and says, repent. And they do. Mm -hmm. Astonishingly, Jonah can't believe it. He's mad about it. They all repent. God mm -hmm. gives them extra time. But the book of Nahum is also about Nineveh. Mm -hmm. You know what it's about? Them being, being destroyed, destroyed for their sin. Mm -hmm. Nothing God says mm -hmm. is false. No. He doesn't go, just kidding. I didn't see that coming. No, he doesn't. His grace and his mercy are always available. He... And I, to a point, and that, that's the point of this lesson, and I don't know where to start. Well, I, I feel a little think, flustered on that, but that's what I wrote down I, to share. And I also feel like so, as we go farther, now as we get into the places that we're going, sometimes for me it's hard to understand how someone can have all these things happening, happen, happening and hearing words and seeing things and then just still say, nope, not going not gonna to do it, not going to believe in God, not going to turn toward God, going to go the other way. It, that is amazing to me that I really have to I don't understand that I, I because I turn to God I try to turn to God for everything all things and some of these things I don't know how you'd explain it any other way but I'm sure that the Antichrist will have ways to explain things so that it's still not God you can't believe God and the, we fall yes. for that. I mean, I, I, I don't understand that part. I, and I'll be honest, there's things that, that we're going to talk about in the next few chapters that we're going to have to wait and see ha actually how some of this thing, how some of it takes place, what actually really happens. We know what it says, but how is that going to be an atomic bomb? Is that going to be, what? what is that going to be? I don't know. There's a whole lot of unpacking yeah, there in 14, is. 15, and 16. There is, absolutely. And there's a lot of things that we need to talk about that maybe seems like we're digging in our heels and going slow. And I'm sorry if it seems slow, but there's <laughs> things that we have to understand. And one thing you have to understand is in chapter 14, it talks about a song that he teaches the 144,000. It says, you can't learn this song yet. And remember, this is only a song for these that have the overcome the What's beast? the difference between those and the church that was raptured out? Don't forget, we got to remember that that little church age, that little 2,000 years so far span of the church of grace, that's gone now. We're back to... And yet they're still preaching the gospel. They are, For absolutely. the seven-year period. And, the, and, and people the are still Israel confessing Christ to yep. be redeemed. Still, right, and it's, right? And so, it's one of those things. But, where, the, but these 140,000, they tell us, are Jewish believers mm -hmm. that overcome the beast and the false prophet. That By overcome, they're sealed, right? We have they to unpack that first because overcome here, meet, they died. Mm-hmm. They, we don't think, oh, they overcome, they were martyred. But, in, but that's why the first chapters of the book of Revelation are there, because as he talks to those seven churches, mm -hmm. he says to them, you can overcome. But what's he telling them to do? Be willing to give to up, give up your everything mm -hmm. in order to follow me, and you will be rewarded greatly mm -hmm. in heaven, but be willing to give that up. It's the same kind of overcoming that's happening here. They've overcome. Mm -hmm. Through their testimony and their the gospel and Christ, and don't forget that 144,000 were sealed, that. right? They so were that sealed, the so that nothing could hurt them. But we but, have all anybody who made it through this period 
made it through this period most likely by sacrificing their own life. Remember, the mark mm -hmm. of the beast says you're not allowed to buy or sell or trade. Mm -hmm. Buy food, function in society. You're banished to the edges of society. You can't participate. So the And they, they are slaughtered. They are it slaughtered says that they that. are slaughtered mm -hmm. and killed for their belief. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot to unpack here. Overcoming means different things. The other thing we want to talk about is the timeline of this is not linear. We've said that several weeks. Oh, and I need you to really go over that again because that is so important when you're studying this. It is easy to read the Bible like you're reading any other book. Like and this happened, this happened, this And it happened. doesn't work that way. But your books don't always do that either. You know that you'll be reading something and then someone will have a backflash, mm -hmm. right? Well, that's not original to American culture or American literature. Mm -hmm. Hebrew literature always does that. Mm -hmm. Isaiah does it. Daniel does it. Genesis, Genesis does, does it. it. If you start in the beginning, chapter one, you have the creation narrative. Chapter two, you start it over and get more detail. Chapter three takes the end of chapter two and starts over and gives you more detail. Mm -hmm. it, but Hebrew literature is like that. It announces to you that something happened and then it unpacks what happened. Mm -hmm. And gives right? you more detail. And gives you more detail. And it doesn't expect you to say, and then it happened again, but it expects you to understand that this is how it happened. Mm -hmm. First of all, just know what happened and then know how it happened. And we have that going on in 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. We have him saying, here is Armageddon. Here is the end of judgment, mm -hmm. right? And then 15 telling you, and here's some de details mm -hmm. about the end of judgment. So that kind of helps you understand, okay, why, what is this happening again? We're pouring out vials again. Mm -hmm. We've got these things mm -hmm. happening. No, we're just going into more detail about what happened. Mm -hmm. So, And that's a really big, important part. And I that's really an think important that's thing you have to really think about. To think about with God the Holy Spirit as an author mm -hmm. you are set and bound in time but he's not mm -hmm. so when he's when he gives prophecy and he gives information to his people it's not in a straight line because God's not in a straight line he's eternal in every direction mm -hmm. so his perspectives of things just like we, we've said mm -hmm. several times just like sometimes now. you're looking from earth and sometimes you're looking from heaven and sometimes you're looking from earth and, and so, sometimes because, it's an angel and sometimes why? it's John and sometimes it's <laughs> because yeah. he's everywhere mm -hmm. he's not like you Mm -hmm. Don't be offended. I hear people say all the time, like, I'm going to wait in a really long line to stand before Jesus when I get to heaven. And I, and I think, okay, great if you want to. But I'm thinking, if he's everywhere now, why is he not everywhere there? Why aren't I before his face and you're before his face mm -hmm. and she's before his face? Why aren't we all in his face? Because that's how big he is. And let's also unpack right? this one little piece, too, just to make sure someone knows what we're not saying. We are not saying that even though he is giving all of these opportunities and he's trying to draw people one more time to him and he's giving them another chance. And opportunities the angel, as in seeing the, the consequences of your actions so and choice. Here, so here's somebody they don't who's look saying, like I'm not going to do it now, but when the tribulation I, comes, then Very I'll seriously decide. that you will. I, I don't think so either. I doubt very I seriously that you if will. If you blatantly deny it, I think you're almost... Will people come to the Lord? It says they will. Well, it does, and it gives you these Jewish people. But is that going to be an easy thing for you to do, or something that the majority will do, or even a small minority will do? No, that because it's going to be almost impossible. Because you have point. to be able to die for your stuff too, right? right? I mean, who, if you yes. won't come now when it's peaceful and you can just make a good decision, what makes you think then that when they are going to kill you for this, you're not? I mean, it's. I don't know. I just, we want to be careful with that because I have heard people say, well, then I'll just wait till the tribulation period. Now, first of all, you don't know if you'll make it that far, mm -hmm. right? You don't know when you're going to die. We don't know when this will take place. And you don't know when this is going to all be happening. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things. Now we're getting into that, that deeper stuff that, you know, sometimes we're going to have to say, hmm, you know, it's what it says. We're going to believe what it says. So it, it tells us before about these 144,000 sealed, but I want you to start reading. Like after, after the beast, the false prophet, and his followers are thrown into the lake of fire, it says right here in verses 9 through 12. Then there's verse 13, which says, And I heard a voice from heaven. This is Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, they that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Okay, so obviously those that will die, mm -hmm. right, they are under his care and again his grace. Now, let's, I want to say I, we had this conversation. We just came back from Pigeon Forge, and it was a wonderful trip, and I thank you for that. 
but but we had a conversation down there about how we ever got it, how God had to be in this for us to get this right. And you heard another I, podcast about I heard about Phil this. Robertson say this. I don't know if you guys ever listened to his podcast, and he seems to be a very good man. But anyway, he, he was talking about the fact that for 2,000 years, the gospel has been preserved in such a way and he thought that was evidence enough for him of God, like beyond all the other evidences they discuss and we discuss. He said just the fact that the gospel that started in Jerusalem has been maintained in such a way, despite our failed human, mm-hmm. every attempt we've made to mess it up, to, to complicate it, to change it, to make it fit what, so we don't have to do what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And you know that's happened for 2,000 years. But the gospel made it to me. Mm-hmm. And the gospel made it to me in power and effectiveness. And I heard it, and he came in, and he sent his Holy Spirit to dwell with me, and he saved my soul, made me a child of God. That very fact, what other 2,000-year-old piece of literature has changed your life? The consequent, the end of your life, the, the, this part of your life, every moment of your day. What other thing that have you read that has even not been corrupted mm-hmm. by translation and by time. and by, But mm-hmm. like you think about the Dead Sea Scrolls, when they throw in that rock and they pull it out, it says the same thing it says in our Bible. Right? It's, it's maintained its integrity mm-hmm. all the way through to me. And the gospel got to me. Mm-hmm. And the gospel changed my life. And, I, and that's, the, if you want to know, is God real? That in the itself. Bible itself and the gospel itself because I can't tell you, think about handing that to human beings you know. Christ handed the gospel to human beings, mm-hmm. and they and, sinful, flawed mm-hmm. human beings, and yet the gospel made it to me. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing thought. There's so that, much to unpack in this chapter, but the fact but that, that the gospel is still pre- being preached mm-hmm. in Revelation 13 and 14, and, it's still the and, gospel. And we also talked about how that right? sometimes when, and we do a lot of discussion outside of here, so sometimes it might sound like we're picking up a mid-conversation. Sometimes we are. Yeah. But there's a lot of times I've listened to people, ministers in Great Britain or in Australia or someplace else. And they're saying the same thing. Well, of course they, they are. read it the same way. They understand the same, the same stuff, and it's the same, it's the spirit. same Holy spirit. And I think you know, even Phil Robertson. Speaking, I love it that we he, we think the same. And well, not on everything, <laughs> but but on, but enough that it don't matter. That it doesn't matter. That? Yeah, right. Enough that it don't matter. And they still quote so, the same verses. They they understand the same lines. It's an amazing thing when you think about that. Christ maintained the integrity of the gospel mm-hmm. until it got to me. Just, and it says, but that speaking his word, of nothing ever like it doesn't change like it's still the same that's a really important thing to unpack before you read this chapter also Mm -hmm. because what happened in the exodus Mm -hmm. is fulfilled in these chapters of revelation every little picture of everything so the tabernacle all of the things yeah comes the plagues and the songs Mm -hmm. so you in chapter 14 you hear about i I started to say that and I, i don't think i finished the thought but in chapter 14, there's a song that nobody knows except Jesus teaches these that have overcome mm-hmm. the beast. Mm-hmm. This song, he sings with them while they're playing on their harps and they're and rejoicing they, and, and they're praising. Says, and that's in okay? verse 3, and it says, And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty-four and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. And then in the next chapter, they're singing the song of Moses mm-hmm. and the song of Christ. And the Lamb. But what they say is, it's the same song. It's the same song. Mm-hmm. And so what, what did Moses sing about? And, and I looked it up today. You can go to Deuteronomy 15 if you want to read, and Deuteronomy 31 if you want to read. 15 is like just right after. The praise he gives right after. He, and when he's talking about escaping Egypt and the plagues and the Passover and how God took care of them. And 31, it's not that he, he mentions that again, but this is where he's getting ready to pass away. And he's looking at Joshua and these people that have made it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. mostly young because all the old people passed away, remember, mm-hmm. in the wilderness mm-hmm. because of the judgment of sin. And he's looking at these people and, he's, and God has told him, Moses, you are not going to be able to cross over into the promised land. Mm-hmm. And Moses, because of a sin Moses committed, Moses understands, I'm going to die. I'm not going to pass over with my people, but he's like, you can hear in the song he sings. Go back and read it. The song he sings is, but God's going to take care of you just like he took care of me. Mm -hmm. And God has not changed, Joshua. 
don't be afraid. Be of good courage. Take these people where they need to go because God's going to be with them. He even tells Joshua, he said, and they're going to turn to idols. Mm -hmm. And they're going to mess up. And they're going to do all these things and be judged for it. Moses tells him that in his song, but he said, God is still God. Mm -hmm. And God is still going to do what he promised to do. He's still going to take and care of it. And you, you see it fulfilled for here. Aren't you just thankful for that, that right? God doesn't change? If you had he faith in change. him and then you've lost your way, he's still God. He will. I'm let just you. saying, if any of you have right? kids... Have you not sat there and thought, what are they going to do in this world? Mm -hmm. Like, I have raised my kids to be so antithetical to everything the world's teaching. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Mm -hmm. That's been my goal. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to think like them. I want mm -hmm. you to think like the Word. And I think, what's going to happen to them when they go out in this world that thinks everything that comes from the Bible, everything that comes from Christ is evil? You know, the, it's mm -hmm. upside down yep. from yep. the way it should, yeah. ought to be. What are they going to do? And I have to think, like most... God has not changed. He's still they, the world has changed. God has not changed. His word has not changed. They are going to be preserved mm -hmm. in Him. They're going to be sealed in Him. In Him, mm -hmm. right? It says that we're sealed by our salvation. So if this, if Satan can get you off of in Him, then you panic, and then you start <laughs> trying to then you panic. fit the world. Then you can see why we're kind of in such a mess that we're in. Because if you're over here, it, there's that peace that we talked about last time, or maybe it was Sunday school. Peace, I'm not, sure. not separate from trouble. Peace in trouble. trouble during trouble, through trouble. Right the way, all the right. way through it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, that's a good. That's a very good point. But why do I say they're parallel? Well, all the you said. Why don't people turn to God when they go see I, all these I things really happen? Do. Why don't they I do really it? I really get upset about that. <laughs> Same thing happened in Exodus. When when Egypt's sin was full, mm -hmm. God sends Moses to say, let my people go. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh's heart is determined against mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And God uses the hardening of his heart to accomplish Just his purpose. purpose. Mm -hmm. Right? So sign after sign after sign after sign, it says Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Okay, so... There was there was preaching of Noah. I know we haven't read one verse yet. That's right. For 120 years. Ish. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. God gave him the plans for the ark, told him to build it. He built it for 120 years. Preaching. The Bible says he was preaching mm -hmm. the gospel. Then the day's up. Mm -hmm. And the floods come. No one knew when the day's up day was. It wasn't a countdown on the side of the ark. No, there, there's nothing right? that said. Yeah. One more day, 30 more minutes. There's not a countdown. Mm -mm. But there came a day when no matter how hard you pounded at that door, you were outside of it. You weren't getting in. Right? Pharaoh, God said, let my people go nine times mm -hmm. or more. And the, the last time. plague, when the firstborn, there's literally a reaping. Right, those that are have the blood on the door are are passed yeah, over. They're reaped those over that did not are reaped. All the firstborn, the first fruits of this idea, die in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. He told him and told him and told him and told him. And guess what? There came a day and when if you would have called out on that night, mm -hmm. you'd have been lost because it doesn't. And I right? always and I'm always the one that I and I, this isn't a good thing. But and you you very much pointed this out very well. I feel I, when I read through this these next chapters that we're coming into, I can't understand why they don't turn to God. I mean, why are you not? Why are you being so hard headed? And why why aren't you just going? Okay, I give up if nothing else. But, but Noah is not in the ark. Going, it's a shame. No. He's in the ark going, thank you, God. For taking care of me. For preserving me and saving and me and providing for me. me. Mm -hmm. and, doing, and my and, family. And at the end of, of, the, Miriam, the uh, at the end of Passover, when Pharaoh's army is drowned in the sea and Moses' sister Miriam stands on the bank, she doesn't go, so sorry to see those guys drown. Mm -hmm. She says, thank you, God, thank you, Jehovah, that you have taken care of us. Pharaoh and his mm -hmm. riders drowned in the sea. You miraculously saved so us. You took care of us. Those things you protected us from said. our enemies. So all those things that people have said forever that we've heard and we've been involved in, when are you going to make this right? How is that fair? Why did you do that? Sin, that, sin gets... When the water started falling, it's too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's too late. That's where we are in Revelation. It's too late. Yep. When the sickle is cast in, and you're going to read about that in a minute, when when Christ casts in the sickle first, because it's under his authority that this mm -hmm. is happening, 
right? Mm-hmm. The angels will gather, just like he said mm-hmm. in the book of Matthew. But he's going to say, now's the time. Now it's too late. And remember, too, we talked about this, right? too. Uh, I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. And we talked about the works following them. Do you want to add anything to that? Go ahead. What do you think? Well, we were talking about how I was, we, on our trip, we were talking about some of the things that, the memories that we had. And we were laughing and talking about things that, um, you know, Rick had said and we had done on vacation there. And the works that are following him are the people that we've... He's influenced. He's influenced. And, And we were talking about how... You know, there are people that you don't even realize you've influenced, and mm-hmm. those works continue, right? But that's this little. I receive the 13- benefit of a godly heritage every single day of my life. Every day that I live, I am under this this cloud of blessing from the people who lived a godly life before me. Mm-hmm. I, I I've and I've been very aware of that lately because I watch people who don't have it, who, mm-hmm. who didn't have saved parents and saved grandparents and people that came mm-hmm. to the Lord. And I've, and my heart grieves for them because I think, mm-hmm. how do you know the, that you are without that protection, that blessing, that, that, hedge. that hedge all around you of prayer, that, mm-hmm. that confidence that you've seen others go before you and be okay and mm-hmm. you're going to be okay too. Mm-hmm. And my heart grieves for them. Mm-hmm. Because your works do very much follow you, and, and they leave a legacy of faith. But mm-hmm. and think of that: those that have the testimony in heaven that we overcame the worst mm-hmm. there was to offer, mm-hmm. and Christ was able to see us. And through. see, here's this little right? this little I kind of parenthetical verse in here, just to remind you, right? All this is going on, mm-hmm. but blessed are they who died in the Lord, mm-hmm. right? So. I don't know. There was comfort. Don't get focused there on was that comfort because in they're there. happy. Right. Yeah. There was comfort in that. And the works coming after them, I I don't know. I was, because we were on vacation, I guess I was just overwhelmed about all of the grandkids. We had some that weren't there. But all of them have that work that follows because of the example sure. of people. And I, I don't know. That was just a... It is in... That was can a I give you one thought. more example of like, then the day came? That mm-hmm. is like this. The one more example I thought about was Isaiah, 150 years before they're taken into mm-hmm. captivity. And he all the warnings. And then Ezekiel and Jeremiah take up the warnings. And the minor prophets take up the warnings of what's going to happen. And then there's this, there's this story that always makes me sad in the Bible of a little king, a young king named Josiah. Mm-hmm. And Josiah, it, his heart's right with the Lord. Like he wants to do the right thing and he tries and he gets smart people around him and he tries to honor the Lord and gets rid of idols and all these things. And God sadly has to tell him, listen, the judgment for sin is at hand. Mm -hmm. He said, even though you've done this and that is very good, Mm -hmm. judgment's coming. Uh And And always makes me sad. He said, now here's what I'll do. You won't see it, mm-hmm. but it's that coming. is. If you've read this chapter, we're getting ready to read. That's you see these people that have overcome, and they're standing. It on says it's standing on glass. water that's like glass with sea fire all around it. Mm-hmm. That sea of glass, see the water, the sea, the flood, always representing judgment. That fire, which purification, was, which and judgment. Was at the temple, right? But where the are they? At the temple. But where are they? Mm-hmm. They're above it. They're standing on. Standing on. They're it. above it. Claims. Because the judgment of God didn't fall on them. The wrath of God is not falling on them. Mm-hmm. Right? They're and, standing and above And another it. thing to remember, too, is I think in Scripture, and I think this is where we are, it talks about the cup of his, the wrath of his indignation. And can you drink it? We talked about that last and week. And you can't, but Jesus can't. did. Remember, Jesus he said, did. let this ca- cup yes. pass from me, but... He drank it for you. He did. So that you can stand above the judgment of God, mm-hmm. and you, you can be blessed mm-hmm. That die in the Lord, that you can have that eternal promise. Mm-hmm. You're above the judgment. They you know? rest from their labors. They rest from their labors. They're okay. That's a big word. I mean, I it's really huge. like that. I really It's do. enormous. But just think about that was kind of a turning point for me, that is. verse right there. But just all those time when when the day of judgment came, it wouldn't turn back. And there's that the word for judgment and wrath in these chapters, if you look that up in the Hebrew, there's two different words. This is the most serious one. This is the one that cannot be turned back. Mm -hmm. There's a wrath that can be satiated and and turned back. Guess what? It was at the cross. Mm -hmm. The wrath of God at the cross for the believers in Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. was was turned back. back. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm not receiving the the wrath of God. And from Genesis, this wrath of God will not be turned back. All the way through, all the prophets. 
He tells them about this day of the Lord that's coming. You're, you're, and it's just, darkness rather and, than light. And I guess it's, just because, and that's what I meant about identity. It just because it this takes is a while him to happen. Just right? because it takes a while to happen, not in our time, not as quickly as we would expect. If he's going to say that, why didn't he do that? He does. You talked about parentheticals. There's a parenthetical in Isaiah when it talks about you know people being carried away on their mm -hmm. sad little wagons with their sad little idols. And, little and there's one little group of people over here, the mm -hmm. remnant mm -hmm. that Isaiah talks about, and they're having a party. Mm -hmm. but, and when I say having a party, they're worshiping the Lord. They're safe. Mm -hmm. They're protected. They're preserved during this judgment. I'm like, that's this. That's this. That's this. That's the this day is. came when judgment won't be turned back. Mm -hmm. You can't stop what's happening. But even in that, there God will take care place. of his own. And, and that's he's what, that this little, that's what yes. that little verse 13 is about. Just mm -hmm. to remind you. Just to remind you. Okay, in verse 14. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And upon the cloud sat one sat, like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Now, before I say anything else, this son of man, having on his head a golden crown, he's not wearing a crown of thorns now, right? Mm -hmm. I, always, I always look at the crown, I don't know why, but the th crown catches my attention. But in his hand, a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Now, I don't know if you looked up the word for the ripe, but it was overripe. Rotten. Above, gone beyond. In other words, the long-suffering of God has allowed it to get as bad as it's going to get. Mm -hmm. And it, we're No done. turning back. And we're done now. No turning back. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. So... so Jesus, make no mistake, he never bows out. Although these people are reaping the consequences of their own choices and their own sin, they're reaping what they have determined in their heart they are going to do, and God has allowed them that permission. Mm -hmm. God never backs away from his sovereignty or his authority. He's, I am going to reap. Is it in Luke, is it Luke right? where he tells the parable about the sower sowing the wheat and the tares mm -hmm. go in mm -hmm. and he says and he explains yeah. it there's going to be a reaping yeah at a the separation end. and we're going and to reap mm -hmm. and we're and it's going and here is but he doesn't say well they're getting what they they're just they did this to themselves although they did he said my sickle first mm -hmm. time's up mm -hmm. mine, and that literally is how it'll be it'll be when he says that's it mm -hmm. when the father says that's we're done right yep yep um he and he that sat on the cloud thrust in thrust in his sickle on the earth and the earth was reaped and then i think this is a little this is this makes me uh, cringe a little bit and another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven he also having a sharp sickle and if you remember in jesus's story he says the angels will reap and throw the tares mm -hmm. into the fire right yeah and another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. Do you have any thoughts on vine of the earth? We're not in the true vine, right? These mm -hmm. are the vine of something else, mm -hmm. right? And there's another parable Jesus talks about with the parable of being in the vine, I'm the vine, the Father, you know, you're in me, I'm in you, that. Well, I, I can't mean, quote that we, well, well. well. You were born the vine of the earth, and mm -hmm. then you had to be engrafted into the vine of God. Mm -hmm. Because we were born lost and with a sin nature and under the curse of sin. But we don't stay that way. That's why we're born again, and we're made into the true vine. He's mm -hmm. the true vine, and we are the branches. He grafts us in. Not, but, I, I mean, I just, the vine of the earth is... is First Adam, mm -hmm. you are following the works of the first Adam. Mm -hmm. You are decided that God's word is not good enough. You know a little bit better, and you followed your own way to the. Think of how little kind of it was mm -hmm. in in the Garden of Eden to the true horrific fulfillment that it is in the Book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. That when mankind gets to decide what they think is good and true and holy, mm -hmm. how horrible how their horrible choices it are, is. and how and how and and it does get pretty horrible. Yeah. Let's see, 3, what does it say? Joel 3, 13, what does that say? I didn't look that one up. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. 
come get ye down for the press is full the vats the fats overflow for their wickedness is great and then the next line says multitudes multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the lord is near in the valley of decision mm-hmm. so again you decided not to do this right you you have put yourself here i've heard a lot of preachers use that and they're probably right as like a valley where you're making a decision but in the context of these verses these angels with the sickles are making the decision Mm -hmm. they're they're saying gods or not gods Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean lambs multitudes in the valley of decision now you are definitely you have a decision to make what you're going to do with jesus christ Mm -hmm. and it can totally be used that way but actually think about what's being decided here what's being decided is so there is a time when your decision is done. <laughs> when you're de- you you've lost the ability to decide mm-hmm. because you you surrendered it. And remember, isn't you, there a verse how that many says, how many verses in Revelation have we read? And still they hardened their they hardened they their heart. They would not re- repent. They, they wouldn't. They honor God. They God. wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So they have they have said, "I'm giving up my decision. This is my decision. I mm-hmm. want to choose death, not life. I mm-hmm. want to choose dark, not light." This is the decision I've made. That is so hard for me to understand. Because why would you choose that? But they do. Because there can only be one God. And you can't have... And if you're not willing to give that up and acknowledge the true God, the Mm -hmm. one true God, that's the decision you make. And we get ourselves... And and I'm I'm terrible at quoting scripture, so forgive me, but he turns them over to a reprobate mind, right? He, He turns them over. And that going back to identity, is he Lord? Is he God without any other, mm-hmm. right? Or are you? Mm-hmm. Are you the one that's the ultimate authority over your life and over what's going to happen? I mean, are we self-sovereign or is he sovereign? Mm-hmm. It literally is. Whose identity are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. Even when you talk about people say, you know, God put gifts and talents in you and he did. They belong to him. That came from him, right? He they knew go you back to you him. If the gifts and talents he put in you become self-worship mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you're in this crowd and then you're also accepting you, the beast surrendered who has who, who feeds on that right because mm-hmm. the, the satan that's his he said i'm as good as god i don't need right it you always think you've thought of this on your own kind you of you say well i've worked hard my whole life to get the things i have well, who gave you the ability to do that and to reason and, and who to gave you the knowledge that that was the right thing to do mm-hmm. and, and who set up the world mm-hmm. so that if you do that you can reap the benefit i mean i'm just you I'm need just, to go back to the fact who whose identity do you need to be most aware of mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and we talked about it and and it starts with creation because you started with the creation last week you talked about breaking the will i saw that mm-hmm. on a on a science article this week but yeah. i also is it fibonacci what's the phrase is that the right the, the math guy who did the formula and it just spirals continues. Fibonacci sequence yeah. uh, and all the art and, and, and how and, yeah. and how the numbers mm-hmm. are um, and I'm a nerd first class but this I, I listened to that today and I was just blown away mm-hmm. by how this number system you know shows you that there is something it's far in smarter stars, it's, it's in, in cosmos, everything it's in your cells it's, it's in, in everything plant, and it was an amazing mm-hmm. article it was from ken ham by the and way and it's not linear and it's not linear <laughs> and it, and it's it just like, and no matter how you linear. went with it you came back and there was more of there was more of this and there was more of that and it's like how could you not believe that there's a god why do you hesitate it has to be just you just you are you just refuse and I'm talking to people that I know. There are people I know who have left our company, left our place because they they just are not going to believe in God. Well, you know what? That's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Because how can you not unless you just willfully stand up on your two legs and say, I'm not going to do it. Exactly. And then, and then here you are. This is you here. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff you're going to go through because you just are... I don't understand how you, I don't understand that, because I guess I've always had the same thing you talked about earlier. I've always had church background and church upbringing and people who had honest faith and, you know, we're flawed. We don't get it all right. You know, we we make mistakes. We have to say we're constantly growing and learning and doing, but I've never had, I've never understood someone who just point blank refuses because I don't understand that. I don't understand that. And I guess I'm thankful I don't. 
maybe. Maybe that's mm -hmm. what I should say there. All right, sorry. Well, we went okay. off on a deep end there. Um, so, where was I at? The vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe. And I like what you said, overripe, almost rotting. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, verse 19, and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And we've been hearing about that winepress for many, many, many books in the Bible about God's wrath. And thankfully, we're not here. We're raptured out of here. We're not appointed to wrath. Verse 20, and the, and the winepress wine press was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even into the horse's bridle, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Which you said was what? It's, that's about 200 miles. And some commentators say this is a splashing, mm -hmm. a sprinkling of blood for that far. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, it'd hard to be imagine a river of blood. But when you take all the earth, well, they're who stands together, which we're going to hear in chapter 15, they are gathered together to fight against the God of heaven in this valley. They, they're stirred up by these demonic spirits, and they come to fight against it and overcome it by their own will and power, their own humanitarian whatever power, mm -hmm. skill. There's going to be a lot of people there that are destroyed it says even in the valley the blood came out of the wine press which some people today that area is called the valley of decision by mm -hmm. the way it's so you can it's called that mm -hmm. so in that this is a place where judgment is not held back anymore Damn. where the lines are clearly drawn and the victor we've known since the beginning of the book mm -hmm. we have so what a foolish battle to fight. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm thinking. I'm, I just don't understand. Every week I do this, but every week I think, okay, so so what if you're listening to me and you never see this? I hope you don't. Mm -hmm. And you're never around this time. Like, what is the right now ring that you need to know of truth that comes mm -hmm. from this chapter? Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking, you know, how long and how foolishly will you stand against God when we already know he wins, mm -hmm. he's there's won. never been a contest he's, he's been engaged in that he hasn't won. Mm -hmm. He's never relinquished authority. He's never been defeated. An empty tomb says, "Do your best, mm -hmm. do your worst." Have you see it? I'm not. I'm not subject I'm to victor. what you're able mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. I'm a victor. My ways are higher than your. My thoughts. history teaches you that Christ wins. Mm -hmm. The fact that I heard the gospel teaches you that Christ wins. Pharaoh drowning in the sea tells you Christ wins, mm -hmm. right? All these times, these evidences, it doesn't matter how many if you refuse to believe, but how stupid are you going to look? Mm -hmm. Standing in that valley thinking you can take on the Lord of the universe. But, then there's but think also about that how verse. small they have to think he is mm -hmm. to stand in that valley. Because here's, here's the revelation so of Jesus. This is why you, you say, why do they think this? Why do they think this? If you don't know the identity of Christ mm -hmm. as not just the man who came in Bethlehem, mm -hmm. which is wonderful, but as the creator of the cosmos, mm -hmm. as the originator of time and light and matter and energy mm -hmm. and purpose and everything that exists, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you don't know he's that big and you think he's an, he's an enemy you can defeat, think of how ignorantly and how sick their brains have become in this chapter that they think I'm going to stand here and fight my maker, and here's Satan. and I'm going to win. And Satan's doing the same thing. And He's all these demonic influences this, during this time better. coming out saying, you know what, saying We're what Satan side. said in the Garden mm -hmm. of Eden: you don't have to serve God, you don't have to obey God, you can be God. Mm -hmm. He said to her, "You'll be like God, knowing good from evil." You have to and do this. It wasn't, and it wasn't. It's to put the her same down. thing. It was to pull so her up to make we're, you important. We're going to get in this valley. We can take him. How foolish. And, it says and put later. it today, how foolish are you? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're out there and you're saying, you know what, I don't need God, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to believe in God. I refuse to listen to things about God. I refuse to hear anybody tell me about God. And I'm, I'm going to run listen. away from it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm certainly I'm gonna, not going to listen to God who's going to cause this kind of stuff. When, right? when you, are, you are so foolish mm -hmm. because you don't know who you're talking about. You don't know his identity. You don't even know yours. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know who he, who he is, you don't know who you are in relation to him. No. 
You can't put yourself in the right, right? place. Right, you don't know right. where what you have came from or what you or what your purpose is on this planet. Everybody wants to know, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no way to know that answer outside of knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. What am I doing here? Is this all there is? There's no, no way, way to know, know that, that. Mm-hmm. unless you know who he is, mm-hmm. right? That's right. No way. No way. And we just, as a culture, we may not be to this point yet, we're stupider and stupider and stupider but because we, can, we keep saying, but you God says it, this, but, I don't want but I'm going to go with this because I think this is better. You're talking to the God who made you mm-hmm. and saying, I think I know better than you do about this. Mm-hmm. And you look like and a have fool. We, and have That's why it says do the that fool as a parent? has how, said in his heart, there is, there no, is God. no God. Mm-hmm. A fool has said that. Right? And, 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 you, and fools, do you know what they do? They do foolish things. Yeah. They wreck up everything. And my, my warning to you would be, don't wait till the day when you don't have a choice anymore. Don't wait till the day that you're facing your own mortality or the Lord has called us out or he's, he's got to this point. You right now can stop being a fool mm-hmm. and you can turn and worship the God who made you. Mm-hmm. And if you know who he is... Why That's wouldn't my, you? Yeah. Because he loves you. That's and my, he sacrificed for you. And he cares about you. And he made you. And he, he only wants good for you. It's mm-hmm. his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And no matter what it Why is wouldn't you, you think, want to serve a God No matter like what that. it is you think you're giving up, there's better. And right? it's possible that you've served human beings or you've bowed under the authority of human beings that were just horrible, most mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. And maybe that experience really went badly for you. Mm-hmm. This ain't that. This isn't that. This ain't That's that. Right. This is bowing to the one who will give you your wildest dreams. And things you can't even imagine. Fulfill you more than ever. You may have to go through hard. They are blessed are those who die in the Lord. They got way more than they lost mm-hmm. when they came to Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. Yes. It, it was not a foolish and choice. And don't forget that eternity is forever and ever. And mm-hmm. you're going to see those phrases come up in the next few chapters a lot too. Forever and ever. Meaning it never stops. Um, blessed are those that die in the Lord. They're going to be there. You're, I always think of a, a singer that we heard once who was talking about being in heaven. He would, had just lost his father. He was terribly sad about that. And he said, but I realized I will be with him far longer than Mm -hmm. I ever had him here on earth. Mm -hmm. So that separation is only very temporary considering forever and ever. Jeremiah said, before I was knit together in my mother's womb, Mm -hmm. he knew me. Mm -hmm. David said, he sewed my parts together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, he, so you want to know what you're doing here? Ask the one who put you here. Yeah, because he'll tell you. He said, he you. said another place, I knew my own before I made the world. Seek him and he I knew him. my own. Mm-hmm. Like me, who, who knows him and loves him, has accepted. He knew me before he said, let there be light. He knew mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's, do you, and, want, and do you want to fight that you, guy? You think you're going to beat see, that guy? Can't you just see people right now saying, oh, she's saying that and that can't be. But that's, it's the truth. That's the revelation of Christ. That's what we're revealing is he is God. There is he none is else. God. Right? And all these um, imitators, mm-hmm. all these things that just take you off track. How far has the human mind fallen that they even stand in that valley? I, that just blows my mind. See, I'm the same You know way. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we started out, we might have rejected God mm-hmm. in the garden, but there was an awe of him. Mm-hmm. There was an understanding of his we greatness. We had a knowledge of him. There, it says in Romans, right? They mm-hmm. knew. They knew. They had and then they turned to these foolish things, and then these they, dumb or, things. Or like even in Isaiah, when they take tree, and he even, he kind of jokes with them. Put your, what, yeah. I, my words, you, you made an idol out of a tree. Okay, pick it up and take it with you because, you know. You could also put part of that wonderful God you made in the fire and make breakfast, <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. Right? Yeah. Like, But think about the depravity of the mind of a man who thinks he can stand before his maker. In, and in an I've adversarial seen, relationship, people, but I see people do it now. And I see people that I, see I think are very now. intelligent be dumber than rocks because I don't and understand And say that. things, and, and I shudder. And here's the thing. And, <laughs> and when the they thing. say those things to our God, I shudder. And I think, don't you day. know? There is a day. When it's it doesn't too late. Matter. It doesn't matter what you say right. here. There is a day where every knee will bow. And every tongue. You, you won't get through this without having at some point to say, yep, I, I was wrong. You are, because it's going to happen. Everybody, eventually, 
want to or not, is going to say, yep, he's God, right? Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And Satan will laugh all the way till he's in hell with you. Yeah, and he's he'll be cast into the lake of fire too. He's not the king of hell. He's a victim. Mm-hmm. He he's someone going also because his idea was I can be God. I don't have to serve God. I want to be God. That way, where do you think he got that lie? He told Eve, but he's going to end up in the same place you are. Mm-hmm. But he's going to take as many as he can with him because he wants to hurt the heart of God. Mm-hmm. But just think about how stupid you are to believe him when he's already lost. And we, and he does every time. Every, every time. time. Every time. Even when it looks like he's winning, he's losing. That's what he said about those saints that overcome. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, they're, they're dying for their faith. But he said, happy are they? Blessed are they. Yep. Happy are they? they they're standing the above that sea mm-hmm. of judgment, yep. right? That that fire mingled with the, the glassy sea. They're standing above it, saved, safe. Mm-hmm. And they get right, and, and eventually we're all in this together. The the church, the saved out of this tribulation, and then we all if, and, that's and, and just you're choosing between. Just think about this: the foolishness of this, the Creator, and a created being. Don't you think He's more powerful than what He made? Mm-hmm. Can the clay say to the potter? <laughs> right. right. Don't you think I'm putting my money on the one who made Him? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and what are you really giving and up? And allows him. What are you giving up? And Why is it so hard to that. let him be God? What are you giving up? The the you're you're placing your very existence it's an in old old lie in the in the one who knows way more but than you. But you'd rather do. put your confidence in yourself. And see, I don't understand that either because but, you don't know your identity, and you don't know his identity. Mm-hmm. Right. And if nothing else, this please book should... Please teach your kids who God is. Please teach him who they are. And, know, don't, and know him yourself because sometimes we get the idea that he's just out to get you. God's just out to get you and stop you from having fun and keep you from doing things you want to do. That's not the God I'm reading about. But he'll never, ever stop being God. He can't even for a second to make you happy. I mean, he's never going to not be right, not be true, not be honest, not, not way, do what he said he's going to do. And you're like, well, God doesn't care about that sin anymore. You, he doesn't do things like that. He, he took your sin to the cross. He drank the cup that of judgment for you that mm-hmm. we can't drink. He took care of it all. He is the God of the universe, mm-hmm. and He deserves your worship and, and praise. You... And anything else makes you look like a buffoon. It really does. It really does. Mm-hmm. Don't do not do that. Don't <laughs> I don't do know that. how else to say it. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's and just no matter what the world plate. says about you, the world's going to tell you, of course, because it's fueled by Satan and his lies. It's going to tell you if you believe in God, you're foolish. If you're old-fashioned. You're not scientific. You're not modern. You know, you, you do all this. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. And You've got to be willing to really do know, not care about what the world says mm-hmm. and care very much what God says, which will never change. Mm-hmm. Man's word changes minute by minute. God's word's eternal. He meant what he said. And we have to be careful, too, because sometimes the church will throw up hindrances and, and, and roadblocks to people. Read the word. Read what it says. Get in here and study it. Take it. Talk to people who have studied it for a long time. Listen and learn. And, let, and most importantly, let the Holy Spirit guide you when you're studying scripture. Now, we're going to start verse 15, but we've only got about six minutes, so we probably won't get I'll tell you what far. we'll do. We will just read it. So let's read, since verse we'll 15 post. is kind of not very long, but then we've learned as we've gone through Scripture that's not, <laughs> it's it's not very long chapters that have a lot of stuff. So in verse chapter 15 of Revelation, it says, And I saw a sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. This is it. Mm-hmm. And I saw, as it were... This is the third group of seven. Mm-hmm. You had... Seals. Seals and trumpets. trumpets and now Inside vials. the last trumpet is the seven vials. But guess what? We heard about that way chapters before. You know why? Because it's not linear. Mm-hmm. So we heard about this coming. Right? Mm-hmm. We've already talked mm-hmm. about them a little bit. But here they... This is this the is unpacking it. of 14. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here we go. So just telling you. And, mm-hmm. as I, and I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire... And them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God. And just remember that sea of glass is also in the temple, right? When you first come into the temple, the brazen sea is the first thing that you come up. It's called the sea of glass also. 
I believe that's right. So don't hold me to that. I'll look it up and make sure, but I think that's right. Um, verse 3, And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works. What did um, Miriam say? The horse and the rider has drowned in the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think These of... These people are not sad. It that says, God has called an end to the cruelty and, and the depravity and the evil on the earth. These people mm-hmm. are saying, Thank you, God, for rescuing us out of this. Marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Mm-hmm. Who... Shall fear, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. So, praise words. Obvious. Right? Your and, judgment, not, you've always said, Lord, mm-hmm. that you were going to do this, and now but now we see it. Now we're here. Now we see it. So we're not anymore... It, just walking by faith here. Now we're starting to see the things that we have had faith in. Fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And after that, I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts... We talked about the beast. We're not talking about the beast, the Antichrist. We're talking about angelic beings that before God's face. The beast and the elders and the praising God. Right, that beast. Uh, One of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. We've heard that phrase before, that no man could enter into the temple because of the glory of God. And think about when it, when it was present in the temple and in the tabernacle, and they carried it with him into battle. Mm-hmm. That presence of God was God's judgment on people who had come to the full, mm-hmm. fullness of sin, mm-hmm. that God was allowing them to win the battle over. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it for a while because once they were taken into captivity, they watched it leave. Mm-hmm. They're like, you, mm-hmm. you're not victorious in battle. You see, you, you're, you're, that part Isaiah. of God's mm-hmm. protection over you has been withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it, we're, we're doing something different here. But here it is back. Mm-hmm. And it's back because, you know, it is the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ is being glorified as the one who's able to deliver them through this battle and through this the, the the entirety of the world at this point coming to battle against God mm-hmm. himself. But co- Jesus is coming ready to fight. Mm-hmm. He's not playing. He's coming like he came in those tabernacle moments. And when he is the presence of God, he, he says to David, you just watch me move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when yeah. you see me go through these trees over then here, you you're going to know that you follow me go. because mm-hmm. I'm going mighty in battle. So when they think of, so you here's know, that we, lamb. The, again, you don't know his identity if you don't know he's a warrior. He, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about Joshua, Moses saying to Joshua, God will take care of Joshua. I don't have to worry about these mm-hmm. huge armies. God will take care of Joshua. Joshua goes out for his first battle, and he sees this angelic being. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, some people say that was Christ before Bethlehem. You know, coming down a bit, but he sees this angelic being, and he goes out to him and said, "Hey, are you with us or them? Because we ain't fighting for them." And he says, "I'm not on either. So I'm the I'm captain. The that's right. I'm the captain. I'm, I'm, I'm that smoke in the temple. I Let am the glory of God. The I fight the battles, mm-hmm. right? And we haven't seen that in quite some time. Mm-hmm. But I wonder." As we talk about these preserved saints of Jewish origin and these people that are in this when battle with Christ, that. when they see that, do they go, oh, we know that. Mm-hmm. We should. We they know should. We know the smoke mm-hmm. that fills the temple. And that, that no, no man, man can, can enter. Can, can enter you know what? Yep. I, wait a minute. He's coming to fight for us. Mm-hmm. He, can you we're on his side. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We're going to yeah. follow Doesn't him. Doesn't that make you give God. you a yeah, good doesn't it? Because so, uh, there's just something about that. There's something about that. And like Gideon's army... You think about how many it would take to do that prophecy that was about the blood up to the bridles for that many miles. You only have this little tiny group like Gideon's army up here with their harps and praising God, and they've stayed pure to God and faithful to God. But when they see the Shekinah glory of God, they know. They say, There he is. We're all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right? This right. is going to be yeah. okay. Yeah. Because here is the presence of and God. And they can't even body. enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels are done. They're mm-hmm. going to, it's going to, ha- we're here. 
There's no, yeah. we're here. Yeah. Okay, so I'm getting the signal that our time is up. <laughs> and I'm sorry about it because that was a very good way, that's a good way to end that. So we will start next time with chapter 16. Don't forget that, right? We will start with chapter 16. We will start with chap sap chapter. You guys remind us. Chapter we'll start 16. talking about 15 all over again. Yeah, because there's a lot of things to say there. <laughs> but we'll start with the first vial, the last of the seven plagues. Thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open. We are just going on what it says. We are believing what it says, and we hope that we've had some effect on you. Stay with us and be with us next week.